Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 73. This podcast is sponsored by Generation UCAN, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first order. That's generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Breaking the Barrier is also sponsored by Audible, the internet's largest resource for ebooks, with over 180,000 titles to choose from for your Kindle, iPhone, smartphone, or MP3 player. Audible is offering the listeners of the Breaking the Barrier podcast a free trial and a free ebook. All you have to do is visit audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier to claim your free trial and ebook. That's audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier. Welcome to Breaking the Barrier. I'm Andrew. And I'm Zach. We're sitting here in the Fortress of Solitude, and it's not just the two of us. We're going to tell you straight away we've got a special observer, Indeed. special guest. Indeed. And it's, it's interesting that you said Fortress of Solitude because he's our own very, very own superhero, Brendan Spezovsky, a.k.a. Impulse. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me, everybody. That's all right. Now sit back there and shut up. He's sitting yes, creepily at the back. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to talk to him a little bit, and he's going to chime in wherever he wants. So feel free. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, whatever, man, whatever. If you... It's like a three-man weave in the podcast Indeed, today. Indeed, uh, breaking the barrier threesome. So, wait, what? Breaking the barrier black. That's the one. That's, That's the. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to do a couple of shout-outs like normal, and then we're going to talk about well, the big thing on everyone's lips, but hopefully not in everyone's bodies, the coronavirus. I like the way you do that. You're and so good at that. Thank you very That's much. Great. And the impact it's having on a lot of running events all over the world. Mm. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about running events in the world as well. Indubitably. But first... Shout-outs. Indubitably. I can't do that. (laughs) I learned that in the show. Really? Yeah, Bat Boy the Musical. You were in a show called Bat Boy the Musical? Yeah. What was that about? Bat Boy. Okay, so there was a a National Enquirer. For those of you who don't know, National Enquirer is that massive tabloid in the United States that puts all the silly stories up like... God has been seen in the clouds and the end is near. And aliens aliens are... stole my cow and now I'm married to it. Whoa. So is that a personal one? Or... I just draw from experience. Zach's yeah. wife doesn't want to listen to this. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, it was, a, it was a tabloid story about this boy who was found in a cave. And he apparently had pointy ears and he couldn't speak. And he looked kind of like he had a... I guess he had fangs or something. So, they, they dubbed him the bad boy. Right. And so, they developed this rock musical about this story and, and they went who could personify this hideous creature i didn't play bat boy oh, first okay. off okay mm. i was actually i was a chorus i was member. a batman oh, so you weren't good enough to play bat boy that's what it was mm. no i wasn't actually thanks for bringing that bat up. boy's understudy yeah. let's yeah. get to the damn shout outs shall okay. we all right fine <laughs> The first shout-out is for Andrew, who played Bat Boy in a musical. He though. wasn't good enough to play Bat Boy. No, the first shout-out is to longtime friend of the podcast, Dean, who had this to say. Hey, guys, I hope you all had a great weekend. I definitely did. I made my dream of running a sub-four-hour marathon a reality, finishing in three hours, 50 minutes. Keep chasing your dreams, guys. Anything is possible. If I can do it, so can you. I love that. I love when people post about something that they've done but then they make it into a post about everybody else yep rather i mean look we're all entitled to those humble brags i know i do my fair share but it's nice when you when you put out those vibes for other people because 
Yeah, it's a great thing. And yeah. Dean's just smashing it. I'm really point. glad to see that. Dean and I have been like ships in the night. We've passed each other at Trails Plus events and up in Bright and ran the same thing, but never actually at the met each other. Yeah. And so I'm really looking forward to catching him up with him at one of these ultra events over there. Is he year. doing Brimbank? No, I was messaging him about that. He might not be doing Brimbank because he's doing the Buffalo Stampede. Oh, yeah. Right, Every time I see later. that a, a, a thing about that, I keep. it looks to me like it's not anything to do with the run. It looks like a rodeo or something. Yeah, but it's actually a run. It's actually a run up and down the hills. Are Buffalo native to Australia? I don't know. Interesting. I didn't think so. No, I, I don't. I wouldn't think so. Can we get the research department onto that? Yeah, you yes, are. Sir. You're Thank a you. Fact checker for today. We have help. Nice. Oh, I like that. We need a fact checker always. Mm. Uh, this next shout out goes to Simon. So we want to say congratulations, Simon. You ran a PB at Park Run 1940. That's smashing it. Really smashing it. And it's not like Simon does PBs every. Now and then, it seems... I mean, he had a run for a while where he had a PB every week. Yep. I think this is his first PB, though, in a while. But yep. He worked hard to get it, and yeah. I think it's just a massive effort. He was flying on Saturday. Uh, I saw him, and he just took off and just looked so strong. Yeah. So, well done, Simon, uh, and thank you for kicking my butt at track again tonight. You've pulled up quite well three days later, I'll put it that way. <sighs> way to go, man, mm. to do a speed workout after that. By the way, guys, well according to the Department of Agriculture, Water, and the Environment... Water buffalo were imported to Australia in the 19th century to supply meat to northern settlements. Cool. From where? I, know, say, I would say know. North America, I guess. The settlements and their buffalo were abandoned in 1949. Cool. Okay. Now, so, now they're called feral buffalo. And they're still here? Yeah. We still have some? Yeah. Yeah, spread across the northern floodplains. Cool. So buffalo, not native to Australia. No. Nice. Okay. A fun fact, fox are not native to America, but that they have fox there too. Has nothing to do with anything. Stay tuned next week in Animal Corner, where we'll talk about the swamp. <laughs> right, it seems like area natural geography. Yeah, it seems like every week we have a different segment. Yeah, we have many corners now. Indeed. We're like a hexagon. Yeah. Yeah. Geometry mm. failed that one. Uh, next shout out goes to Kathleen. So Kathleen did a 12 mile training run today with one mile warm up and one mile cool down. I was able to hit my goal pace. So happy about that. It was a cool, beautiful morning in Atlanta. Can't wait to watch the Olympic marathon trials in two weeks. That's this weekend. That's right. Oh, and that's where... Yeah. Yes. And I will also be running the Atlanta Marathon the day after the event. Hopefully. We talked about the American Olympic marathon trials because yeah. Jim Wormsley, yep. the ultra marathoner who's trying to come down, he'll be doing that. And there's a, there's 15 or so guys who have a chance of going under 210, they're saying, this year. That's insane. It's going to be pretty quick. So. Can you imagine if somebody breaks two hours? Oh, that'd be astonishing. <laughs> be awesome. Well done, Kathleen, on your training run, and good luck with Atlanta. Yeah, hopefully it goes forward, which, of course, we'll be talking about a little bit later. Yeah. I'm sure it will. We haven't heard anything about Atlanta. But no, not on our list yet. Rock on. Uh, this next shout-out goes to Marty. So Marty, also a longtime listener and contributor to the Breaking the Barrier community group. Marty said, I just got a half-marathon PR in Savannah, Georgia. So close to breaking two for the half. This year, it will happen. That's great. That's great, Marty, that you're still... I mean, you he runs a lot. He just did the Dopey Challenge a few weeks ago. Oh, uh, yes. Um, and he's constantly racing, and he's still PRing, PBing. So that's really great. I really... I feel like you're going to do it. You've got the, the drive, the motivation, and obviously the consistency. Yep, just keep doing what you're doing, Marty. It seems like you don't have to, you know, change anything. Just wait for that magical day to come. Indeed. It's mm. magic like Disney World. Like Disney, yeah. Let's we see what you did there. <laughs> um... And the final shout-out is congrats to Laurie, who passed her Level 1 assessment in pole dancing last night. 
She went from saying I could never do that a few months ago to going outside her comfort zone and giving it a try. Well done, Laurie. Excellent job. I think it feels like you'll have everyone in Breaking the Barrier level one pole dancing at some point because it seems to be everyone's getting onto it now. Yeah, that's like that's a big thing now. Mm. It's a hell of a good fitness thing. and um, It's astonishing to yeah. watch the power and the flexibility. and It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's not just... Yeah, it's... For those of you who think that there, there's that stigma about pole dancing, it's really, it it will kick your ass. Yeah, it's like an obstacle course race all yeah. on its own. Yeah. And a vertical obstacle course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, nice. Good call. Do you want to sit where he's sitting? Uh, seriously, you have better yeah. things to say than I do. Yeah. All right, let's Get out of my <laughs> chair. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's it's no surprise that she's, she's soaring at it because mm. Laurie on the Spartan courses generally passes the monkey bars which is upper body grip and everything it, yeah, yeah and that's hard for a lot of people so mm. way to go awesome alright so congratulations to all the members out there in the Breaking the Barrier community who are going above and beyond now remember if you want to get in on that action and you want to share a little bit about your journey victories successes challenges even head on over to the Breaking the Barrier community group you can get a link to that either on the website at breakingthebarrierpodcast.com or by sending Zach or myself a message through Facebook or Instagram at Breaking the Barrier Podcast and uh, we'll, we'll send you a link to request to join it and you can you can check out some of the other members and what they're doing and is it difficult to join the community is there anything in particular you have to do no, secret just, message no no you just gotta <laughs> so it shouldn't take a long time if you were to no. if you were to invite someone randomly to join you, the you, community it, all, nothing to stop them no you just gotta request the link and Basically, as soon as we see it, we'll request it. All we ask is that you don't spam it with stuff that has nothing to do with your yeah. personal journey. Because mm. if you do, I'll kick you out. So if you were <laughs> to invite someone, let's call him Daryl, uh, many, 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 many moons ago well. to join the community, what would have stopped Daryl from joining? I think I think you put it so eloquently earlier today. Yeah. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> Daryl, shout out to you, mate, for finally clicking accept on the invitation to join the break. Andrew was so excited today when that popped up. He took a screenshot of it and flicked it across to me. So, And I got to tell you, Daryl, for somebody who wants 18 hours of goddamn footage, the fact that you're only liking Breaking the Barrier now is a little bit of a... A little bit of a mind blow to me, but yeah. like I appreciate it. So tell your friends, don't be like Daryl. Right. Join the community. Freaking Daryl. Man alive. All right. So this week, um, we want to talk about coronavirus. Yeah. So coronavirus, by now, if you haven't heard about it, is a pretty massive... Uh, mm. It's not quite a pandemic yet. No. hasn't been classified a pandemic by the World Health Organization yet. But it's getting close. It has taken off and it's spreading way faster than anything we've had in the past, mm. like SARS or even Ebola or something like that. And obviously they have different impacts and profiles in terms of what they do to you medically, but it is pretty serious. What was the last one before this? Was it swine flu or was there something after that? Uh, no, was it? Yeah. Or was that last year? Maybe two years ago. Two years ago? So and there's know. nothing There's nothing after that? No, I think so. I think swine flu was before. That was before. Yeah, that was before. Yeah, yeah so swine flu. flu was a while ago. I forgot yeah. about Ebola. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's out there. And what it is doing is... There's been a whole bunch of people impacted by travel. Lots of countries have shut down people traveling from different countries or flying into them. Um, people who have been in certain areas are restricted from coming back to schools or residence or, or so forth like that. But now it's starting to impact um, some running races. Yeah. And this being an Olympic year, that is a That's big a deal. That's a big problem. That's a big problem. And I dare say, so for those of you, again, who don't know, 
the first marathon to be canceled to open runners, so mm. open runners, of course, being non-competitive runners or non-elite runners, was the Tokyo Marathon. And mm. I'm thinking if this wasn't an Olympic year, I wonder if they would have just canceled it altogether. Yeah. So what they've done is Tokyo Marathon was a big marathon. It yeah. was 40,000 people. Yeah, it's one of the like one of the six majors. One of the big six, which yeah. we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Um, and it has been cancelled. If you are an open entry person, doesn't matter if you are going to run a two-hour 20 as a, as a quote-unquote amateur, sorry, yeah. it's been cancelled. So if you haven't heard yet... Yeah, if you're, if you're on the way to Tokyo right now, you might want to go check your tickets. Yeah. Um, but... So the elites will be running in Tokyo, but all but, other 39,700 people who had entered to play in, or play in that race... I, I mean, run, I, participate. Every other sport you play, so why not? Participate's a better P-word. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Shut up, Impulse. <laughs> You're smart, we get it. <laughs> uh, all 39,700 people have lost their money yeah they've lost their entry fee. and and they're not happy about it and you know i'm in kind of two minds about that mm. myself because yes in the fine print of any marathon there are no refunds but people don't think when they read that and again it's it's not i mean it's not like i, I don't know where i'm going with this so i'll just continue on people don't push read through push through yeah people don't read that and say to themselves well that means i don't get a refund if I cancel, if I don't yeah. go, they don't think to themselves, okay, that also means I don't get a refund if they cancel the race. Yeah, because exactly. you don't think that that's going to happen. Well, it's it's just, it's just massive. Yeah. Like, the, like, who would ever think that that would happen? Yeah. And it's and I'm thinking, well, that really sucks because now they're they're like, okay, for the next one, you, you can, yes, because Tokyo, again, for those of you who don't know, I know I said it a lot, but Tokyo is one of those marathons that you can't just enter. You have no. to do it by qualifying or a, or a, a charity. Raffle. raffle a yeah, lottery yeah. kind of thing. And so they're saying, yes, if you're in it, you can do the next one, yep. but you have to pay again. Yes. And I'm thinking, well, that really sucks. Yep. Like, it's not their fault that you canceled the race, but at the same time, Tokyo Marathon can't get the money back that they've already sunk no, into this thing. they've spent a lot of money equipment volunteers yeah. promotional materials licensing road closures permits they've spent all that money that money is gone yeah um so they're not going to be able to give people back their race entry fees and so you get priority entry for next year for 2021 but you have to pay but you still have to pay your entry yeah. fee and the other thing is if you've booked travel and accommodation you don't have travel insurance you're well, your yeah, your flight is not going to be. Can't, you can't just cancel your flight, no. and travel insurance will go. We'll pay you for that. No, it's not like well, but but coronavirus. Well, it doesn't matter. You didn't book insurance. Yeah, and it hasn't been declared a no-fly zone. Exactly. So insurance wouldn't pay out anyway. Exactly. So there's a whole bunch of people who are probably going to be going to Tokyo for a holiday, but not but actually getting to no run. No big payout. I mean, well, yeah, you know, go to Tokyo. It's a lovely city. Great place. Yeah. I've never been. My brother's been. I've seen pictures. Mm. You know, I've seen it in movies. Yeah, but. All 39,000 people should just meet up together and do the course anyway. Well, that's actually a really interesting point. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's another thing where you can think, well, okay, you can't do this race in Tokyo. Let's figure out something else. Like maybe they can do it virtually mm -hmm. and, and get their medal and get their, you know, uh, time. Like if they were using this marathon to qualify for something, do a virtual race on your own, upload mm. it to Strava, show the proof that you did it, and you maybe you get your medal. Or I know it's not the same, but it's something. I don't know. There's another marathon in uh, also in Japan mm. um, called the... I'm going to mispronounce this. Do it. Uh, the Nagoya 
That sounds good. Nagoya? How's it spelled? Uh, N-A-G-O-Y-A. Okay, how else would you pronounce that? Come on, Japan. Okay. So the Nagoya City Marathon and the Nagoya Women's Marathon, which are also to be yep. run in Tokyo, which are also both qualifying events yep. for the Tokyo Olympic team, they've cancelled the general city one. Yeah, and that's... Yeah. But they're going to do a virtual run mm. where you can do the virtual run and get that. But so, it's not... Uh, does it have to be on that course? Did they say? Did they no, 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 it doesn't say that. Okay. So, but, so they'll, they'll be able to do a virtual race. So, so they are to... trying to do something for people yeah. so that they get a medal. Yeah. But that's now three... So that's three races now in Tokyo that has been cancelled. And there's... With this little thing called the Olympics happening this year. Yeah. Guess where it's happening? Tokyo. That's going to be a big... Yeah. It's going to be a closed event. It's going to have to be a closed event. Like you... They're, they're going to have to seriously limit, limit their spectators and people who can get tickets... And that's going to really, really affect the economy because yeah. that's one of those things that they were probably planning on a lot of money coming in from mm. that. I mean, I can't imagine that Tokyo needs is having a problem with money or anything. It's such yeah. a big, booming... But tourism but, is down generally across the world right yeah, now. Yeah, so, so that's going like, to be a big... Hmm. They, yeah. Plus, you know, if you're the host of the Olympics and you've cancelled two qualifying events for the Olympics in the year of the Olympics, I mean, that's not great for press either. No, so, no. So already people are going to be like, mm-hmm. well, if I'm not... If I hadn't booked the Olympic tickets or because yeah. I'm not going to do it now. How long does Tokyo have until the Olympics? Uh, I think it's... Well, is it research me? department... There Find out. Fact checker. Yeah. Don't ask. You ask. You don't ask it to ask questions. You answer them. I'm we, sorry, we, sir. We ask you the questions. Um, but this is so. Th- this is now starting to become a trend. So in yeah. Israel, Tel Aviv marathon has been cancelled. Yep. Um, North Korea yep. has said that they've cancelled a marathon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, North Korea is actually really, really interesting. They're saying they have no coronavirus cases, but never. that's never. being questioned yeah. I mean, right now yeah. at the moment. Twenty fourth of July. To the 9th of August. Okay. okay. So that's that's coming. That's not long. No, it's To the Tokyo Olympics, yeah. For April, May, June, July, four months. So that's now four major marathons have been cancelled over the next four weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, and if you're looking at the racing calendar, mm. there's not many chances to qualify and then still have enough time to recover from the that's qualifying that's and then crazy. get to the actual event. Now, those are four major marathons, but not technically only one of those is a world major marathon. But the other now actual world major marathon that's being that's really starting to look into this is Boston. Yeah, Boston comes after Tokyo. So yeah. Tokyo's in March and then Boston is in April. Right. And, and they are looking very close That's that's one of the big you know, obviously it's a world major marathon and that's that's a big event. Yeah. So uh, to coin a phrase from Andrew, for those of you who don't know, thank you very much. Um, B2B bingo. <laughs> <laughs> there are six what they're called Abbott World Marathon majors Tokyo, Boston, London, Berlin, Chicago, and New York City. Mm. Seems a bit unfair that America gets three of them, but you know but, what? You know, they need to feel that way. The West. Do you know what they were looking at doing one here? They are talking about extending the number of yeah. world marathon majors. And I don't know what. I mean, I'm sure they have their... So it'd be like getting a Michelin star for a restaurant. They have to meet certain criteria. Yeah, exactly. You can't just say, oh, we're a world marathon major <clears throat> yeah. because we're the biggest one in the continent right. or the country or whatever. There is definitely criteria you need to do to mm. qualify down to the length of your drink stations and how many opportunities you have people to get drinks at drink Oh, you stations. mean the distance apart? Yeah, how, yeah. but no, how long the tables are. Oh. So if you've got your drink station and you've crammed everything onto a couple of tables, you're not going to qualify as an no average world. So they get to that extreme. There's a, a, a number of criteria you need to look at to wow. qualify as a world marathon major. Okay. And so they're thinking about, you know, 
could they expand it from those six which have been there for a while to to eight or so yeah um so singapore's been looked at hong kong's been looked at things like that yeah, yeah. i reckon you know, it would be just, it would be nice if at least every continent had one. Mm. I mean, it surprises me that Antarctica is not one. I mean, to run a marathon in Antarctica, you surely should be able to say, I have won one, or I had run one of the world major marathons. Why? Because it's in fucking Antarctica and it's cold. It is cold. It's similar to the one in the Death Valley. Well, that one's not a marathon. That one's a, an ultra marathon. Well, uh, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like similar extremes. You have one for extreme heat, one for extreme cold. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, yeah, because there's not... That's that's actually another good point. The yeah. ultra marathons don't have majors. They just have big, no. scary marathons. They just have ones that eat well, their young. Yep. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, Tokyo is the very first of the ma- majors. And for it to qualify, you have to be, as a man, running between a 221 and a 245. And that's that's... Is that a certain age group, or is that every man? That's every man. Really? Yeah. And women are 252 to 330. Okay. There are no age groups. Okay. Because in Boston, I think in every other one there is. Yeah. So Boston yeah. has a, a, the most complex criteria, I think, because of the number of entries. Yeah, and because you mm. can't just, like, if you have to run a 305 marathon, it's not like you can run a 305 marathon and you're in. No. You have to run a 305, but have a buffer, like, if you're going to get in definitely, you got to run like a 302. Yeah. I think last year, my Melbourne Marathon time technically would have qualified as Boston qualifying for my age. That's cool. But I would have missed out by like people who are running 15 minutes faster than yeah. me. Yeah. Because, Which is kind of like... Yeah. It's kind of like a little bit shady. Mm, I qualified but, by like a minute. Yeah, so, yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I didn't know that, that yeah. you ran a Boston qualifying. Yeah. I guess I would have if I had actually looked at the numbers. Yeah. I mean, I knew what your number was, but I didn't know what the I number I also had the your... advantage that I went up an age grade. Yeah. yeah so I was just scraped into that the was, bottom. Because that was your first marathon at 40? Yes. Yeah. So I just 40? reached in as 40. Yeah. yeah nice. Mm. Well, so congratulations that... then. Thank Late. you. Thank you. That's yeah. good. But now the damn thing's been cancelled. Well, so. sh- well, it might be. It might be. Yeah. Shit. So that means there's going to be a lot of elite marathoners who have missed out on Tokyo now. Yeah. I remember, so in the Marathon Maniacs group, a gentleman was expressing his dismay yeah. that he was going to, he had planned to do 22 marathons this year and he had booked a whole bunch of them and now he's looking at them with all this travel that he's organized and everything and it's like that could entire years worth of running events could be taken out from him if this coronavirus starts to spread that's crazy and mm. he wouldn't probably get any refunds for any of that no so you average a hundred dollars an entry that's mm. just in races alone about two thousand dollars correct gone yeah sucks yeah so it's gonna it's gonna be a massive impact and why it's so dangerous for runners the coronavirus affects your lungs yeah so that's the massive thing is you um ironically runners being so fit we might not experience any symptoms but if we do we're really going to experience yeah because if people are older or infirm or more susceptible what can happen is that the virus gets into your lungs it causes your lungs to Mm. swell now all of a sudden your lungs are retaining water and you've got pneumonia that's it that's the most common way that people are unfortunately dying from this virus at the moment and don't don't be i mean don't don't get scared don't say goodbye to your loved ones or anything Mm. the thing that the the media doesn't necessarily tell you about the coronavirus is if you're like a healthy individual and you contract this thing, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah, like, okay to the people who already have difficulties breathing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So if you're healthy and if you're like, you know, a fit individual, even if you just don't have any prior problems, you're probably going to be okay. So don't freak out. 
But, you know, don't also ignore yeah. symptoms. And runners, like if you've just done a half marathon or a marathon or, or an ultra, you are, your immune system's shot. Yeah. So you are more susceptible to picking it up as well. And I guess the whole thing with Tokyo is that the ship that had a whole bunch of people on it with coronavirus cases was that cruise ship, yeah. sitting right outside yeah. Tokyo. It's just an impossible Venn yeah. diagram of bad luck yeah, where this exactly. is all it's happened. Like a perfect storm. It's yeah. like not, and it's not, and unfortunately, it's just not worth the risk. Yeah. you know, because I mean, you, you, as as much as it sucks that maybe you've lost your money for it, you've mm. got to think to yourself, well, what's what's X amount of dollars compared to mm. life, life and yeah. health, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, again, you're probably fine if you're fit enough to run a marathon, but as as Zach just said, after the marathon, <laughs> definitely look story. after yourself. I yeah. always get sick after a long mm. race. Yeah, I mean the world is extremely scared about any sort of virus stuff at the moment. So yeah. we're recording this on Tuesday. I was meant to be flying to India today. Yeah, but, let's talk about that a little bit. Well, yeah, so I was meant to be flying to India for work. I was yeah. going to be over there for two weeks or so, and we were looking at it very closely because yeah. of coronavirus. I was going to fly through Singapore. You know, people were saying, how safe do you feel? It felt okay. But they had in the office building next to where I was going a case of swine flu breakout. <laughs> right. Yes. That's which is not something that you hear about anymore. No. So Bang. So where I was going, I was going to Bangalore in India. Yeah. And apparently Bangalore just has a really entrenched case of swine flu, oh. where every year or so there's like a mini sort of outbreak. Mm. And sometimes you ignore it, and other times you don't. This time. It happened in the building next to where I was going to be based for two weeks, and we've got coronavirus going everywhere. Bitching. And the guy in charge of the country, um, locale, just went, no, nah, no one's coming in. I'm banning travel for two to three weeks until yeah. this is gone, and we're cleaning the whole place and everything. So That's crazy. Yeah, so, so I think it, there is absolutely heightened anxiety and awareness yeah. for this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So look at your travel plans, peeps, and stay on top of that. Cause yeah. Research timing in here a little bit. Yep. There was an article in Runner's World. And the mayor of Boston, Martin Walsh, was quoted by saying um, that he dismissed the idea that the Boston Marathon will be affected. Okay. Okay. And despite fears, bold statement that the coronavirus will become an uh, epi- uh, pandemic. The race on April twentieth should go ahead. That's a pretty so bold that's, statement. That's, that's but Boston. It, that's, yeah. that's that's a good. I like the positivity there. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Awesome. Well, well done. done. Well done. Good so, job. So Boston's in April, yep. and then the next major is London is in April as well. Yes. So if you're an elite runner, you tend to target Boston or London, yeah. seems to be the two. Yeah, it's a, those are the two most popular. Mm. Uh, New York, obviously, is New York, but yep. even that's, I don't think, it's popular. New York's it's back in November. Not coveted as Boston is. Uh, Berlin is in September, and Berlin's probably the fastest. Yeah, that's, that's where all the records are set. Yeah, that's where the world records uh, are set. Matter of fact, Ellie just set that record mm. last year. So it'll be interesting to see with the Tokyo Olympics in July, mm. whether or not anyone decides to not race the Olympics and go for a world record in Berlin in yeah. September. I think it's very unlikely you'd see anyone run the Olympics in July and then try and back in it up September. just eight weeks later no, in September. I, I mean, they're, those elites are amazing at recovery, mm. but I don't think it would be worth it for them. I mean, even even on the day, like I remember a couple of years ago, the Boston Marathon was really bad, like weather-wise. Mm. And there were elites just stopping, not because they were in pain or cold, but they were just like, you know what? This is pointless right now. It's not worth it. It's not worth pushing myself in this shitty weather so I'm just going to stop and mm. DNF so yeah if they're not at their best or if the conditions aren't great they won't do it won't this is their it. body this yeah. is what they're yeah, yeah. and then Chicago I couldn't work this out Chicago is the Sunday of Columbus Day weekend which means as an Australian means nothing that means me. nothing and I think Columbus Day weekend basically changes every weekend I don't know when it is oh, great. I'm on it thank you <laughs> when is Columbus so Columbus Day weekend 
is just a random. Yeah, it's kind of like um, kind of like Labor Day, where it falls on a different. Which month? I can't even remember. Maybe October. Uh, according to, no. uh, what was this? Columbus Day, uh, October twelfth. October October twelfth. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, so it would be October. Does it say if it's always like the second weekend or something, or is that? Um, I I can find that out. I feel like it's the second. That would make sense. That'd be always the second weekend in October or something. So it looks like for the six majors, it goes Berlin, Chicago, New York, September, October, November. Mm. Bang, bang, bang. And then at the start of the year, you've got Tokyo, Boston, London, March, April, April. Right. So they kind of come in clumps. Yeah. So if you're an elite... I mean, I don't know if an elite would be doing two of those in one year anyway. I don't think but so. But you've really got to pick one and, and aim oh, to peak yeah, for Yeah, I feel like elites will do one big race a year, yeah. I think. Because Elliot doesn't do anything but Berlin no. anymore, does he? I mean, Elliot did the Breaking 2 this year. The year before that, he did Berlin. And the year before that, he did the first attempt at Breaking 2. Yeah, okay. So, so, he's, so he's kind of having a crack yeah, once a year at something major. Yeah, rock on. Hmm. Columbus Day is every second is the second Monday. Oh, it's a Monday. Okay. Sunday, second Monday of October. October, always. Okay, yeah. cool. Makes sense. Makes sense. We've got holidays like that. Yeah. Like Melbourne Cup Day. And, Indeed. Yeah. But the thing I love about the whole coronavirus thing, did you see the guy... It's a weird sentence. ...in China who ran a marathon in his apartment? I did! Yes. He freaking ran it in his entire apartment. How... That, I will never complain about the boredom yep. of a freaking treadmill or the track ever again. He actually did more. He reckons, allegedly, he jogged 66 kilometers in a loop at home over six hours, 45 minutes. Didn't he say he started because he was bored or something? Yeah, so he wasn't allowed out. He was locked in. He was restricted yeah. from moving out. He was bored and he's a runner. So he'd start at his couch, run around his couch to his door, turn around, run back to his couch. And he did that a lot of times. Can you imagine, like. though, just turning that mm. much, what that would do yeah. to your knees? He also he alleges he also did 30 kilometers on the spot in his bathroom. That's ridiculous. How would you measure uh, that? That's ridiculous. How, well, yeah, I guess. Phenomena? Uh, yeah. Uh, foot pod, maybe. Something like, like that. Because uh, like, uh, when you run on a treadmill, if you have a foot pod, which is a little uh, accessory from Garmin. Yeah, you put it in your shoe. Yeah, yeah you put it mm. in your shoe and it, it'll tell you. It's like the Nike one, right? Mm. As well? Yeah, 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 same thing. Yeah. yeah. That so how much was his distance? He, he believes 66 kilometers. It's not on Strava, though, so it didn't happen. So he did an ultra marathon. What time? Uh, six hours forty-five minutes. He did an ultra marathon in well, six his hours forty-one minutes. I'm actually shortchanging him for minutes. That's respectable. Yeah, actually, I felt pace. a little dizzy at first, but you get used to it after you circle many times. Pan told the AFP. It's a six-minute four-second pace per kilometer. That's really pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's just the fact. I mean, just I don't think I could do that for twenty minutes. <laughs> run back and forth in my house. Yeah, never ever. Never ever. That's insane. Yeah. Rock on. So, so there you go. You can find a way, people. You can absolutely. <laughs> this is the way. Yes, this is the way. <laughs> oh. So, okay. Well, okay. So let's move on to some more happy things. Unless, yeah. do we have anything else that we want to add about the. Uh... No, I think that's it on Virus Corner. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so Virus Corner. Check now. in next week. Check in next week. Yeah. So we've, we've got Brendan here. And I, I do want to talk. So, Brendan, uh, a few months ago, set out um i'm gonna run every day and every day i'm gonna add on a kilometer so the, the whole point was because i've never run a marathon before so the the goal was to run a kilometer more each day than the day i did before mm. until i reached 42 kilometers yeah with the because my longest running before that in one single distance has been 10 kilometers 
So I thought, you know, what's an extra kilometer a day? If you can do 10 one day, surely you can do 11 the next day. It's kind of like, it's kind of like that uh, old thing where, you know, you can't lift a cow, but if you pick it up every day from birth, eventually you'll be able to lift a cow. Exactly. Kind Something of like that. Yeah. So that was the whole mindset of it. And um, I was just curious if I could have the, I guess, mental, not compatible, like just fortitude, fortitude and mm. just like determination to keep going. Yeah. And I realized when I, once I started, I needed rest days. Math. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because um, I was going to, initially it was, it was just no rest days was planned. Yeah. But then I, I made weekends. Mm. Rest days. Yep. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Because otherwise, it's day one, one kilometer. Yep. Day, day two, two, two kilometers. kilometers. Day yeah. three, three kilometers. And, I mean, people do run every day. Like they do the running. Um, uh, like they try to run at least a mile every day, and it's say. Oh, it's like catch five k or something. No, like that. not that. But what, what's it called when you do something cumulatively? No, no, no. But the other word when you're doing something every day, it's like a streak, a running streak. Thank you very much. Uh, myself. We can leave if you like. Yeah. To just, you know. I'll just have a conversation with myself. Sure. You know what? You You've guys done are, that for a while. I, I have, and you know, whatever. Shut up. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. People like to do running streaks. Yes, they like to do running streaks, and they can do that, but they generally don't do big distances, yeah. and they don't do increased. Or they distances. do five kilometers a day, like um, yeah, Ash, like Ash. Ash did five kilometers a day, which for is amazing. Yes, but to get up to forty-two. Well, our friend Peter, who's at like day. 400 or something of running every day. Peter Maynard? No, no, Peter Farager. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's been running a, a, a distance oh, of Pete something. Ha. Yeah, what did I say? You said Peter. What? Yeah. Uh, I think I thought you said Peter. No. Semantics. Because, because Australian accents. Okay. So what's say, say Peter. Peter. Say Peter. Peter. <laughs> You're smart Peter. ass. Peter. Peter, Peter. It's like the same thing. Maybe your ears Peter. don't work. No, we'll say, Peter say, say the Peter. Fe- say the female name. Peter. Say the male name. Peter. You totally don't round your R's that Peter. much, you fucking liar. I do when I'm trying to prove a point. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Continue your story. She had a running streak. <laughs> okay. It was nice. That was a great story. Yeah. Continue your story, Brendan. Yeah. The thing with Mama, though, it was I wanted to also do it because I was running the my first ever Spartan. Yes. Um, towards the end of it. Yes. And again, I've only run 10Ks. I've never run... 21Ks before, which is the, I was doing the Beast in, where was it? Where did we do it? Bright. Bright. The right. Bright Beast. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, give me good conditioning and stuff like that. I did it for about f- four weeks, got to about 20Ks. So when you got to 20, you, you got to 20 having done 19 kilometers the day before that. Yeah. Having done 18 kilometers the day before that's that. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Like, that starts to add up. Yeah. I mean, we're, that's... we're great at math on this podcast i don't know if you've been listening indeed always math and calendars we're all over we're really on it yeah. we know exactly um, how many days in the month so every the second month day of october second monday of october yeah yeah well now we'll see Andrew? there you go that's columbus there day. you go that's yeah. columbus day <laughs> so that adds up so how how many kilometers did you get to after four weeks in total it would have been oh, i didn't count because like some of them were on trial some of them that's weren't. a few hundred kilometers yeah. i mean you would have at least done a hundred kilometer week yeah, I think towards the end it would have been about that. Absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah. Or close to, it would have been about, I think, 5Ks off. Or yeah. 5Ks off. Because it would have been 20, 19, 18, 17, yeah. 16 in yeah. one week, yeah. And you just found that recovery was the hard thing. No, actually. It was, the hardest thing was finding the time every day yeah. to do that, especially... Um, the age-old problem. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was busy with like a lot of other things at the time. Yeah. It's no matter how early you get up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm speaking to you guys, but mm. yeah. I was like, I'm not used to getting up at six, seven. Mm. So that was the hardest thing for me. It yeah. was within this two, three week time span 
finding like how long I can't remember how long it was taking me to run it. Yeah. Because I wasn't worried about time. You I was wanted to get worried the that yeah. the distance. Yeah. And did you find that the, as the distances got longer and longer, it felt harder? Or because you were doing progressively, because you were lifting the cow every single day? Yeah. The hardest part was around, funny enough, it was when I started mm. at like the 3 to 4K mark. That's, yeah. I, I don't know why, but then I guess after a couple of weeks, I got a bit used to it. Yeah. And, but then the hardest bit was the 10 to 11. Really? Right. Yeah. Do you know, that's funny, because I find that when I do anything like over say 15k one when i hit that 10 11 that's usually those are sometimes my slowest kilometers yeah that's funny we've, yeah. we've spoken about before the three quarter mark of any race yeah has to be hard yeah so yeah yeah i think the, i got bored yeah because it's so long i'm not used to it so I, I started off just running my footy oval one kilometer like there's like a 1.2k track around it yeah but then i was like i can't keep doing it i'm gonna go yeah insane yeah. So I started running two destinations that were 10 kilometers from where I live mm. and then like 10 yeah. kilometers back. Because you, ha- you get there, you have to go back. Exactly. So even if you walk, you're getting there. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I did. Right. Cool. Rock on. And how did you, how, how do you feel about that? Have, have you run a lot since? Like what's your running like now? Not, not quite the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. But uh, Has it turned to like turn you off of running or you just? No, I still run from time to time. It's um, more of finding that time to do as well. But yeah. like. Um, again, I'm still not an early riser. Right. Yeah. If I can get that check, like check under what's the word I want? If I can get that, just check buckle down. That box. Yeah. If yeah. I can check that box, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can English very well, guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, then I'll probably get back into running. Yeah. But uh, yeah, since then it was more of like after the actual Spartan race. I just wanted. To... Which is my my running just kind of stopped because I was like. Yeah. yeah, but that was a tough thing because you had gone from never doing really, really a lot of running to uh, after that, mm-hmm. maybe, but you have never done a Spartan and you certainly had never done a flat Spartan. So you just decided to come to Bright, do the fucking beast up <laughs> Mystic Mountain because, yeah. you know, and yeah. yeah, if you want to avoid a flat Spartan, doing Bright is not, not the way not to do it. At one do point, it. I was like very, I was 95% of the way crawling. Yeah, that was a tough course. Oh, and, and you know what? I said it once, I'll say it again. Uh, I, I was very impressed with how well you kept up, and for the first half of that, you were very loud and boisterous. And I, as, I was singing. I was the I was at Yes, yeah, but as we as we got a little bit further, you got more yeah, and more silent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until the very end. Yeah, and yeah. I sprinted the very last. That's bit. right. That was, yeah. yeah, that was fun. No, that was really that was an impressive push. Can you do Spartan again? I'm gonna do the um, bright traffic the weekend, so I'm gonna do the sprint, the beast, and the super. Awesome. Yeah. Otherwise, no, I have no money for the amount of for the amount of Spartans you guys do. Well, I can I can give you a coupon code breaking the barrier when you sign up for a Spartan race in Australia. Was that a natural segue, Did guys? You Did you like it? Lovely, <laughs> shameless coupon code breaking the barrier for ten percent off Spartans in Australia. Oh gosh! I got you. I got you. You're the man. Magical. You, I'll have you pick it up while I'm putting down. <laughs> Oh, I can't. Whenever I see Zach start to like yeah. laugh and lose his shit, I, I just I know I've said something wrong or something. No, it was just it was seamless. It, it's you know what we do, baby. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, so oh, going well. Uh, anything else that you want to add, Brendan? To that? No, that was that was about it. I encourage everybody to do it. Mm. It's a uh, you learn a lot about yourself along yeah. the way. Yeah, and um, you'd be surprised with what you can do if you just push yourself. And don't be afraid to not post things on Strava. That's yeah. Because I was getting, because 
the reason I, start, I started posting on Strava and then I went, oh, fuck, I don't do it one day. or if, like, Someone will notice. Yeah, yeah. and like, yeah. I have to keep explaining it. And I don't want negative motivation driving me. Yeah. I wanted something inside of myself going, doesn't matter if you don't put it on Strava. It's a good that's point. That's 100% yeah. fine. You know you've done it and that's all you care about. That's a very good point because, I mean, Zach, you and I have spoken about, you know, just yep. walking to the train station without starting your Garmin. Yeah. Because it's Strava. But... Or you lose your Garmin, doesn't work, and you lose the file, and now you're stressing and trying right. to work out how do you get it back. And, and it goes from, <laughs> that was a great run that I just did, or <clears throat> that was a run that I just did, I'm proud of myself, to shit, it's not on Strava. Yeah. That's a very good point. Hmm. Yeah. Tyler caught me the index finger. Because I'm full of good points. Ah. Wow. You're I, too young to have dad jokes. I didn't like, I didn't like yeah. that. Thanks, guys. I didn't <laughs> like that at all. Put it back in the research. I'll be here all week. Yeah, just get back on your phone. Uh, no, very, no, that's a very good point. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's that danger of, of, of Strava and that social media. Mm. Okay, so heading back. So Zach, so now with your India trip canceled. Yes. So you're you're about what three weeks away. Three from... and a bit weeks away from the Brimbank Fifty. Yep. Uh, which will be uh, four weeks or so before the guys go off and do their Oxfam and everything. So right. it's been about. Oh, I'm into my third week since doing the 100k ultra. Yep. And so I'm, I've kind of gotten over that and I'm mm-hmm. getting back into some training. I'm probably going to try and peak this week and next week and then start a little bit of a taper off before the 50k for Brimbank. I'm looking at trying to do it in under five hours. It's nice that I haven't had the interruption of having to go to India because yeah. I can kind of just train through. I was going to have to try and find a whole bunch of time to do treadmills in India and, and mm-hmm. things like that. So now I don't have and to worry about good. that. I'm probably just struggling with it at the moment. I'm not really loving running really? right now. Yeah. Do you think it has to do with the craziness that you just did? Yeah, I think it's like everything's a little anticlimactic yeah. after having done the 100K. Yeah. That's... And so doing the training for a 50, it's like, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's like uh, that always happens after a big event. You have that post-race blues, maybe. Yeah. Uh, those post-race blues. Like after a marathon, it's like, oh, you go through that period of time. It's like, oh, I don't really have anything to train for right now. And even if I do, I kind of don't want to. Yeah. Because... And I don't want to do anything else, but I just don't feel like running right now. So how so... are you getting past that? Like, what are you doing? Are I'm you... just running. You just okay. <laughs> yeah. So you just you... okay. You're just doing it. Have yeah. About changing it up, like cycling. Yeah. Or rowing. I, I ride a fair bit. So I, I rode. Zach cycling. That's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> so I, like I I ride to track and then like ride that, back yeah. from track. And so I, I do get a bit of cycling and now and again. But do you still ride to the city when you work? No, I don't no. do that anymore. Okay. So you use your car. No, you train. Oh, train. Catch the train in. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I've just been focusing on trying to get back to you know between eighty and hundred k weeks and that old. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to. That old chestnut. Of, uh, <laughs> that old chestnut. That old chestnut. Um, and just yeah, but I'm I'm just finding that I'm doing it, but I'm not doing it because I am looking forward to it as much right now. Yeah. I'm just in a bit of a lull. Okay. So you know it's. Sometimes you go through those sorts yeah. of things. So, it happens. It happens yeah. to the best of us. I think this is, this is where those, that, that theory, though, of small goals comes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if I hadn't had the rim bank in the calendar, I don't know what I would be doing Yeah, well, now. You'd, you'd be a very different mindset. Yeah. Um, I feel like know. I have to do some training now because I've got that coming and I want to be able to do it. Yeah. So, And that's and that's, that goes back to what, we, what you were talking about a couple of weeks ago, is that you should always have, if you want to have this thing as a goal, yeah. have something on the calendar all the time. You may not always feel like training for it, but knowing that it's there, 
you'll push past the, I don't want to do this. Yeah. You know? And everyone feels like that. That's so, it. Yeah. That's it. So it doesn't matter if you're running 20 kilometers a week or 100 kilometers a week. Eventually, you'll go through those periods where you just don't feel like it. And that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. Because you don't always have to do it. Like, I know that I always say, you know, a bad run is better than no run. But sometimes no run is okay. Yeah. You know, sometimes if you don't take a rest day, your body will take one for you. So exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that, you know what, a lot of the times that's where that lack of motivation comes from. I see a lot of posts about, uh, obviously I'm part of a lot of running groups, uh, online and there's always those posts, you know, I'm not feeling the motivation or I'm just having constant bad runs. And all that means is take some time off Yep. and that's okay. Take a week off, take two weeks off. It's not going to kill you. As far as Bula said, life moves pretty quick. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So you don't always have to be running. You can take in your surroundings by doing other things. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. if yeah, you don't have to do a, a road run, go find a trail and yeah. run a trail and just run and don't worry about the time. Or to Brendan's point, if you don't have a race coming up, go ride instead cool. or do something different. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Or challenge yourself or like the 1K day thing. Do something. Yeah. yeah. Solid out of the there box. you go. Do something completely out of the box. That's cool too. Yeah. That's how I found Spartan. Yeah. You know, that's how Zach decided to do his ultras. Mm. That's obviously how Brendan decided to do Spartan and do that one kilometer thing a day. Mm. And we're obviously all very successful. Yeah. So I, 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 I clearly got to 42 kilometers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we weren't going to go there. <laughs> Still pretty impressive run. It was though. one day away from halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. So what about you? What are you doing at the moment? Uh, at the moment, I'm just, I'm just running. I had a chat with my running coach the other day. Um, and so I don't, I, I have a couple of races obviously coming up and the next is the rotary run, I think is the 10 K. Yep. Uh, and so obviously ah, we're going to race Andrew going to race Andy and, and try to get a sub 47 coach thinks that that should be possible, yep. but I told him it's a tricky course because of the yes. back and forth. So I'm, I'm going to be working on my speed a little bit. And we were talking about, you know, uh, possibly, obviously I have the half marathon in April, so I'll be training for that. Uh, that's going to be a, a sub one. Which one's that? Uh, Geelong. Geelong, right. Yeah. You're not doing the Werribee Mansion. No, no, no. So that one's going to be a sub 150 goal. But then, you know, because we're doing a lot of speed work, he's hoping that that's kind of forced the problem in my knee to go away yep. because we haven't really been focusing a lot on distance. The longest run I've done in the past month has been, I think, 20 K. Right. Um, so not short, but not long, you yeah. know, not certainly a final training run before the marathon. Um, and I haven't had any problems. So depending on how that half goes, uh, we'll, we'll see if we're going to put a marathon on the, on the calendar for July, which I think at this point will probably be the Sri Chin Moy, uh, uh, rather yeah. than, uh, the Gold Coast marathon. Yep. Just depending. Um, but yeah, so I'm just training for that. I'm, I'm still doing my rehabby strength stuff for, uh, for my myotherapist. Yep. Um, myotherapist, not my old therapist, um, which apparently they don't have myotherapy in the states, or they just have never heard of it, or it's called something else. Because every time I've been to yesterday, yeah. Well, every time I say myotherapy, uh, myotherapist to anybody in the states, they're like, "You're old therapist. Mm. Why are they helping you? Why are they old? Uh, they're not helping me. That's why they're old." Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's where I'm headed. With your next marathon, are you going to do it just to get through it pain free? Yeah, Is that the I, goal, think, I think. I think. I think. I look if I know that by the time I get there I'll be in some kind of sub four shape. Yeah. But I'm not going to really worry about it. I'd rather run it slow and get through it pain free and, and do it somewhere in the low fours than. Yeah. But yeah, I think my main goal will just because I got to get past that mental thing right yeah. now. Because right now I've done the last two marathons I've done have not ended well because of my knee. So I think 
yeah, I think it's just going to be getting past that mental barrier that, yeah, okay, you can get through this. Hmm. Okay. Break through the barrier. You got to break through the barrier. That's a great name for a podcast. I know. Mm. I wish I had thought of it. Is it? Is it? Um, probably. I'll, I'll, I'll check. Yeah, Damn yeah. it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that podcast is now available where all podcasts are broadcast. Because Which is where? Oh, well, where is iTunes or now Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Breaker, Radio Public? Because that podcast recently, I have heard, has moved over to Anchor. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Why don't you tell us more about that? What's Anchor? Anchor is... <laughs> I'm not going to do a shout-out. <laughs> Somebody has to. They haven't sponsored us yet. No, so they, they haven't sponsored nothing. us. So, Anchor, you can just, just wait your turn. Yeah. Anyway... Mm. That's all I have to say about that. So yeah, that's where I'm at, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to what the next sort of uh, race season, well, the finishing of this race season brings. Because really, I'll, I'll say that this race season will end in July. Yeah. Uh, because October is a you know new marathon that's sick, yeah. You know. Yeah. Maybe cool. I should do a marathon this year. Maybe you should. Well, a lady at work was talking to me today, and she was like, "Do you reckon I could do Melbourne in October?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, it's, it's February." Absolutely, you can. Um, you know, that's plenty of time. Absolutely. to train for for a marathon. Maybe so. that could be a segment of breaking the barrier. You guys train me for the Melbourne Marathon. See if I can do it. I kind of like that. Yeah. I kind of. You guys can't see this, but Zach and I just gave each other a look. Like, we like that. Yeah. Maybe well, is Brendan our producer now? Maybe he is because that it. that spot's open. Yeah, because I've been uh, promoted. Yeah, and yeah. I was going to say Daryl should do it, but the prick didn't even like the Facebook page until just the other day. I've been on today, I've been on it for ages. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Done. He was one of the earliest guests. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. He's been on the I'm an OG. He's an OG. <laughs> He's an OG B2B. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Mm. Uh, so what else? What else do we want to talk about today? I, I've got nothing else left, I think. No, bam- I've confuzzled you after the... You were going to say bamboozled. Yeah, I'm off thinking about training plans word. now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so am I, actually. Maybe we can show it to the audiences as well every week, see if they have suggestions. Mm. Yeah, if you if you if you have any suggestions on what you want to see Brendan do, <laughs> post a video every week. Post a video every week. Okay. Oh yeah, and speaking of videos, if you haven't checked it out on the Facebook, the link to Andrew's YouTube that has the fifteen minute summary of my ultra marathon experience. Yeah. Magnificent. Yeah, it was just it's so basically this is a it's a visual representation of of what we spoke about the other uh, a couple of episodes ago. Uh, and it just shows a little bit of the beginning, and it shows Zach finishing every lap minus two. We don't, we don't, you know. What happened with the other two? What? What happened with the other two? I don't know. I can't. I think the phone got corrupt. We didn't have a producer. So oh, the, there it is. So the talent took a nap. That's right. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> While somebody was running. Yes. Yeah. You're like, right. oh, it's a good time. But it's great. It's 15 <laughs> minutes. It's a short, sharp companion to the yeah. hour and a half podcast we did. Uh, check that out. So and thank you, Andrew. That was uh, no, no. It was an absolute pleasure putting it together. Uh, if you do watch it, I really that moment between laps twelve, like the difference between yourself of twelve and thirteen, those laps, mm. so amazing. Yeah. From yeah, like when I looked, when I spoke to you at the end of that lap twelve, I was like, dude, is not okay. <laughs> you can see me almost fall over yeah. in the video, can't yeah. you? Yeah. And then that next lap, completely different. Yeah. Completely different. We didn't get the 14th lap because Daryl and I were running. You were doing park run. Yeah. Correct. Um, so, okay, so there's three laps in there, I think, that, that are not... And you've got an excuse for one of them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, uh, what else? Anything else? Brendan? The both just looked at me. Yeah. And I got very terrified. <laughs> um, That's what happens. Not for me, no. No? 
Is this going to be a record for us? I think this is going to be our shortest spot. No, we're still at an hour. Yeah, we're still fine. Just pause it. We'll yeah. think of something. Come yeah. back in now. I mean, we don't have to fill up empty space. No, we're just trying. We're literally just talking now, trying yeah. to look for inspiration. We're the, we're the Netflix of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're only as long as we need to. That's be. right. We're a marathon. <laughs> um, I'm just. I just don't want to hit not. I don't want to hit end because I know we'll like hit gold once we're done. I have a question for you. Yeah. How do you, you started off the podcast trying to hit that sub two and a half hour, and it was within two years. Yeah. And is not is this not the second year? Yeah, it's not going to happen. So I, I actually touched on this. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, you know, thank you very much for bringing that up. You. Want to say how you feel about it? Yeah. Talk us through. Big dick. Um, no, okay. So I did touch on this uh, a couple of episodes ago. Um, I remember. Do you listen? Sometimes. Okay. He, he has to catch up. So <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, yes, I started this podcast because I wanted to run a sub 240 marathon. Long story short, that number coincides with the heaviest that I had ever been weight-wise. That's pounds, not kilos, uh, and represented a, sh a shitty time mentally in my life. And I started the podcast because running the marathon for the first time changed my life. Mm -hmm. If you want to run, run a mile. If you want to change your life, run a marathon. Uh, Emil Zatopek. And so over the course of the last couple of years, I, I did develop an injury with my IT band, and that saw a lot of problems with my running for the better part of about a year. Mm -hmm. And so I came to the realization at the start of this year, 2020, that it wasn't going to happen because it was meant to happen in 2020. It was probably never really going to happen, but it was just one of those things where it was a goal and I wanted to push myself as hard as I could. And I found out what happens when I push myself hard, as hard as I could, harder than I should, as mm -hmm. I get injured. Yeah. And that was always part of the process. It was a learning process. So no, that's not going to happen in 2020. But I will still aim for that sub three hour, that 240 marathon. Uh, and if it, if and when it happens, I'm going to let it happen in a, in a smart way. So that was probably the biggest learning curve of this thing was that, yes, the human body is capable of a lot, but you got to be smart about it. And I wasn't because I was running those doubles. You were running doubles. You was, were training for social with yeah. WinFit, but then you're also doing your training that your coach was suggesting, and, and it was too much. Too, much too much. Even though you knew you had to recover and you knew about yeah. nutrition and all that. That's yeah. it. And I really just hit the ground running too mm. hard because I had never been an outdoor runner. And so, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've producer mode activated. I have a great goal for our audience. Uh, our audience. Yeah, it's our audience. So our audience I'm part audience of the now? community. Okay. I'm part of the community. This is true. Okay. So our community. Yeah, our community. You say your community. It's our audience. Your audience. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're all right. <laughs> well, see, the number represented the 230. 240. 240. Yeah. So let's do a community challenge, all of us. Yeah. We get all of our Strava, get everybody to post their Strava. Yeah. And at the end of the year, we'll try and reach 2,400 miles or kilometers altogether. I think Zach probably has already done that for the year. Well, Zach doesn't count. <laughs> I do like the idea. I, you know, I, I cumulative do, breaking the barrier goal. I do like that. I do like that concept. They did that for the bushfires where yeah. you opted in and like they tried to run a million kilometers over yeah. some couple of months or something like that. I like that. Yeah. So maybe instead of like twenty four hundred, maybe it's like two hundred thousand four hundred. That's what I'm saying. Something. Some yeah. 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 You just need to start a Breaking the Barrier Club on Strava. Yeah, well, do you know what? It's, it's, it raises an interesting point because it's actually, funnily enough, an idea that I had been toying with, not necessarily revolving completely around that, but doing like a virtual challenge, mm. um, uh, like a virtual race or a virtual run or something yeah. that we could basically get some medals made for, for the people who take part in it. And, you know, obviously there would have to be an entry fee because yeah. we can't make 
however many medals for free. But that's a very good that's a very good thing. Maybe we could revolve it around that number. Yeah. Um, you know, f- for the month, run 240 kilometers or, f- you know, whatever. Yeah. Over the course of six weeks, run 240 kilometers or over the year, 200, mm. 2,400. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to, we're going to have to workshop, have to workshop that, that one. I like that. Yeah. Good job, you. Thank you. You've graduated to our audience. Yes. <laughs> the podcast where a boy becomes a man over the course and of... And learns how to break his barriers. An hour 15. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Break through his barriers. Yeah, no, I... Yeah. Just a weird... I mean, no. It's, it's, you chose the name. I did, but it was just in that <laughs> context. Took just anyway. I can't believe that name wasn't chosen. By the way, the it does astonish me. That what do you mean? Breaking the barrier. No one had done that as a podcast. No, no, I know. I had not seen it. I've never like because I don't even. I can't. I, I obviously I took inspiration from Breaking Two. Yeah. Is I, it a play on hitting the wall? No. It was like breaking through that barrier. The wall is that well, last barrier. Well, I mean, yes, is... but not not that type. Of, not like bonking. Not like hitting the wall in the middle yeah. of the race. But yeah, breaking through the, breaking through the walls, the mental walls, the physical mm-hmm. walls. But not. I didn't think about at the time hitting a wall on like a long run. Like that's all I always thought your inspiration was. It was like a play on the the marathon runners. Do you know? I really wish camp. I had. That's a said much yes. better you origin story. Yeah. Cut it out. Yeah. Yeah. Replace it. I'm gonna edit all of this. So Andrew, how did you come up with breaking the barrier? Well, so I came up with breaking the barrier when I hit the wall on my very first long run. Oh, so the barrier represents the metaphorical <laughs> wall from yeah. the marathon. And breaking it was your experience in pushing through and actually finishing that race. That's right. That's exactly that's, that's exactly what happened. You're very creative. I'm totally creative, and mm. that's exactly what happened. Did you trademark it? I did. No, I didn't actually. Are we good on that? I, you know, I would, but it would cost me more to trademark it than I make from the podcast, which mm. is whoops. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just means somebody can come and steal your name. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like you know breaking the barriers. It's like there are people using that before and after. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. But you're right. I should. So every time somebody tags breaking the barrier, I get money for it. What are you doing with your phone there? Are you filming something? No, no. No, I was just looking for something else to talk what about. Are you now oh, okay. The, are you, you now playing shy? Angry Birds or something? <laughs> are you now shy of the camera? Yeah, yeah, I am. What do you want to talk about? No, I got nothing. Oh, so you weren't even yeah. doing it well. I got nothing. I think I got nothing else to talk about. No. Competition? Matter of fact, I just got an email from the head of marketing from Generation You Can, and they're wondering when we're going to draw these winners, and they want me to basically get this done soon. So these next three episodes are going to come out in the next couple of weeks, I reckon. Yeah, because you've got we'll got this one, you've got another one. I've got one already, uh, you know, teed up, ready to go. I talked to Coach Spartan Coach Brad Sims about his Spartan tips, tricks, and experience with the Spartan. Um, so you, the next time you hear us, it could be episode 74, which means you would have one chance left to get in the competition. That's right. And so to do that, to get in that competition, what do you need to do, Zach? Well, you need to tell us what have you learned from the last 70-odd podcasts that has helped to inspire you to, on your own personal journey, go above and beyond and break the barrier. And you have to take that and you have to put it on one of the socials, be it Facebook or Instagram. You need to tag Generation You Can Australia. Indeed. Australian residents only. That's right. You need to tag Breaking the Barrier. And you need to do hashtag Breaking the Barrier. Indeed. If you do those three things, 
then you will be in the competition. That's right. And it's very important that you would that you hashtag Breaking the Barrier because we, we, we that's how we're going to find these things. Obviously, if you tag Breaking the Barrier, I'll see it. But sometimes I miss that stuff uh, because I, I do get a lot of notifications. And But I, I do search the tags every day just to see what people are doing, how they're going above and beyond. Uh, and that's, that's how we're getting... And what can they win, Andrew? Well, what can they win? So one winner is going to receive a sample pack from Generation You Can, which has a little bit of everything. It's got snack bars. It's got the protein-enriched powder. I think it's got the electrolyte powder uh, and some of their other formulated... Many powders. Many formulated powders uh, to help with your running. And two other winners will receive a box of Generation You Can snack bars. So if you're new to the podcast, if you don't know what Generation You Can is, it is the sports nutrition that I use that helps me to keep energized and motivated and going on my long runs and hard workouts. They use a patented super starch formula which helps you burn fat as fuel and it keeps you going longer. It has helped me in so many of my races to to basically kick goals and break barriers. Like in my last 10K, I hit a minute, a 60-second PB while fueling with Generation You Can. If you'd known about Generation You Can when you started running, you would never have named the podcast Breaking the Barrier. No. Because you never would have hit that wall. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I would have named it Generation You Can. Yeah. Which I would have gotten sued for. <laughs> we can. We can. Yeah. You can, we can. Yeah. We all scream for ice can for they can. So the important thing is that you also tag Generation You Can Australia so that they know that we are actually running this competition and not just keeping the stuff for ourselves. Exactly, which yeah. I'm kind of tempted to do, but I won't. Because it's good. It is really yeah. good. Uh, and that's that's all we have to say about the Generation You Can competition. So make sure you get in on that. And of course, that episode 75 is going to be the listener episode mm. where we talk about all of your goals and we comment on, on them. And it's just a great way to share them with the world because, believe it or not, the podcast is still growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last week was a record week for the podcast, so that's great. So if you are listening to the podcast, thank you so much. Make sure you jump on the Apple Podcasts, leave a review, five-star review, because that's going to help us reach even more people. We now have more listeners in the United States than we do in Australia. Wow. Yeah, which is amazing. Is that overall? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, in the last week. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, probably not, but in the last couple weeks... There have been, uh, it's been about, and this is a landslide, like 70, 80% of the listeners are coming from Australia. Uh, sorry, the United Aussies, States. you're slacking behind. It's totally. So you got to get really in on that. Do you really want these Yankees coming in, taking our podcast? I know. Oh. It's, a, it's great timing to run a competition that's Australia only, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Sorry, America. We'll, we'll get, get you there. next time. We'll get you next time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the podcast is being listened right now. In a lot of different places, United States, Australia, Spain, the United Kingdom, Canada, Ireland, uh, Scotland, and yeah. the Netherlands is a big one. The Netherlands, a lot of people. We'd love to hear Singapore. about yeah. different races and different events from those areas and, and feature them. If you've got a, a race in your area that's a special kind of quirky event, let us know. We'd yeah. love to do a deep dive on totally, it. Totally, totally. That's another segment, Breaking the Barrier International Deep Dive. Yep. Another one we can do, Breaking the Barrier, we can talk about what goes into run, making a marathon and like organizing it and then maybe yeah. in the future B2B, episodes BBS, special, yeah. the uh, breaking the barrier behind the scenes yeah. or breaking the barrier marathon is already called that but <laughs> I meant a marathon that's hosted by breaking the barrier now we're putting a marathon on okay we're running our own Shit. marathon okay well entry fees for that yeah <laughs> and hopefully that's how we make an American you can participate I'd love to do a live podcast from a marathon 
like be the social hosts oh, of the marathon. marathon. No, I mean like even if like you and I were at like a marathon, uh, a marathon or a running event, yeah. Um, and we just did like a, a like a live podcast from that event. I think that'd yeah. be cool. Um, we talked about doing that last year at the Rotary Run. Yeah, but then that band was playing in the background. Freaking so, bands. Yeah, bands. You guys can just get lapeled. You'd be great. Yeah, well, we could. Yeah. We could do that. Yeah, because I have that somewhere. You have a lapel mic. I have a couple. Yeah, I just don't know where they are right now. I think they're in my studio room back there. We can wait. All right now. <laughs> are we going to do a live podcast? <laughs> For a quick right run. Now? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, there you go. I feel like we're filling space now. Oh yeah, we're overstaying. <laughs> we, we overstayed our welcome like an hour ago. 100%. Uh, so sorry about that, everybody. I think we're going to wrap up now. Uh, does anybody have anything else to say? No, thank you for having me on. Hey, thanks, thanks, thanks for, for joining us. Thanks for bringing the energy. Yeah, totally. Doing the research. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Even though I had to goad you a couple times, but you yeah. know, rock on. Yeah. Oh, getting a dirty look. Excuse <laughs> me, who helps you with your segues? Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, everybody, we hope that you had a good listen to this one. Um, bit of an off-the-cuff episode, because we only really had two things to talk about, and the rest of it we were just yeah, shooting think, from the hip. Yeah, which was a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, good little talk show. So, look. Thank you so much for listening to the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where Zach and I, and apparently Brendan, hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible, and we'll catch you next time.